related to sci-fi Superman prequel series, Krypton. I'm Lacey, and with me as always is Michelle. Hey! And we are, oh my god, so excited to talk about this episode. So it is excited! <laughs> everything, so much stuff happens. We were trying to make a list of like, we have to remember to talk about this thing and this thing, and it's really, it's a long list. Um, this is episode five, The House of Zod. We've been waiting for this episode for a while, simply based on the title, because we're obsessed with all the Zod ladies. And let's just say it did not disappoint all the way up to the teaser for next week at the end. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> In the interest of making sure we actually talk about something besides the teaser for next week at the end, we're going to hold all discussion on that until we cover everything else. For those of you who don't necessarily want to know what was in the teaser for next week, because... I mean, spoiler alert, there's a big, big thing in there that if you're not into that, you might want to know. We will give you plenty of warning to jump out before we get to that part. So no teaser discussion until we cover everything else. <laughs> I feel like a grade school teacher. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so let's start with let's start with our, our standard beginning question. Did we like it? Yeah, so you know what is crazy to me? And I'm like... I feel like this show just, it just fires on all cylinders and every episode is better than the one before it. Like, it's like every time you ask me, did you like it? I'm like, yeah, no, absolutely. 100%. And it was better than the week before. And every week I think that that's not possible. And then something crazy and insane happens. And I'm like, oh, wow, this, this was better than I imagined it was going to be. Um, I, I've been listening to a lot of, uh, interviews and stuff with the with the cast and Cameron a couple of times leading into this episode explained this episode as episodes one through three was um setting up the pieces like setting up the board I think was how he said it uh he goes episode four was pl starting the game and episode five just flips the table and I heard him give that analogy so many times, and then when I finally watched the episode, I was like, "Yeah, yep, okay, we're 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 going now." <laughs> I mean, I, I number one, I really did like it as an episode. It felt like it went by so quickly; so many things happened, and I agree with you that this it just feels like they're building to bigger and bigger things every week, and it's so well done that I don't even resent or even really notice the fact that that you know this this show was sort of sold to be as like a, a story about superman's grandfather and again superman's grandfather is not a huge piece of this episode <laughs> yeah, no um 
I, I, and I don't, and I don't, I started to say I don't care, but I don't mind. Like, I like Seg. He's pretty cool. But, like, there's so much other great stuff happening that I'm like, we can get back to him after we see all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah. there's so much. I also love that, like, as much as this is a story about the elves, I feel like it is equally a story about the Zods. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool. Like, that there's... I, I don't even want to say equal, because I feel like I've spent more time with the Zods than I have with with the Seg, um, which is, you know, I mean, if I edit up minutes, it's probably not true. But um, I love that, like, there's a significance and an importance to both families, and we're getting, like, a backstory to that. You know, like, what they were and how they're going to eventually come to this place where they have a break and I feel like when we do finally get there it's going to like break my heart yeah especially I mean, after this episode and what what happens with Seg and Leda like the interesting thing is that they don't um like like the Zod family is not there to be simply a, a supporting piece in Seg's story they have their own stories yeah. and their own histories and their own everything it's not like they're they're not is ancillary the right word I want here? Maybe. Yeah, they're not ancillary characters. They're like, main yeah, characters. They're, they're their own thing that is happening concurrently with him. They're not just happening in the margins when stuff's not going on with him. It's awesome. Most, you know, mostly because they're so interesting. I didn't think that I would be so invested in the Zods, and yet, here I am. And yet, here I am loving an episode that was completely and totally about them. <laughs> yes. Who are a messed up family, by the way. Not cool. Yikes! <laughs> therapy. Everybody needs therapy. Like, I'm starting to feel a little like maybe the Vexes are not the Malfoys of, of this story. Oh God. Like, <laughs> whew. I mean, well, let's talk a little bit about, about what happens, right? So we have these flashbacks of Jaina as a, as a young girl. Um, she has a brother who, I, I feel like they're twins. They look like they're, like, the same age. Um, and their father is this, like, militant, you know, parent. And he basically I th- has them set up, you know, I think you said this to me before we started recording, like, playing the Hunger Games between each other. You know, he's training them to to kill each other counting on one of them killing each other and yeah and he and he sends them out into the the cold you know you know outside or outlands of of krypton and and essentially dares them to like murder the other before returning i mean because the the we're, like there's the best case scenario is one of them murders the other like the other scenario is they both die right so like this is messed up and like when she come, you know, uh, when she comes back without her brother, she's like, "Oh, he's still out there. We can go get him." And he's just like, "No, he's dead to me. You're the you're the heir now, or whatever." And I'm like, "What? I, I, oh, I, it was so <laughs> casual." And like, like eh. he, it's like he lost his challenge on Project Runway or something. <laughs> like, eh, whatever. I don't, I don't know. I kind of wish we'd had a little bit more time in the flashbacks, mostly because I just thought they were, I thought the whole dynamic of this family was so interesting. And I would have just liked to have seen 
a little bit of Jaina and her brother, whose name I've forgotten and should Google. Vidar. Uh, Vidar? Vidar? Like, I, think Vidar. It, I think it's Vidar. Vidal. Like, don't let me say Vader. The internet will... <laughs> <laughs> like, I would have liked to have seen them interacting in some way that didn't involve physical combat. Mm. But then on the flip side of that, maybe they weren't even really allowed to. Right. I don't really quite think we understand, obviously, the intricacies of child rearing on Krypton, or at least in this particular household. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe they didn't get to be, maybe, maybe they didn't really get to be siblings together that much. I mean, Vajar does seem to flip pretty quickly to, whoops, I have to kill you. Right. I'll make it quick. What? what? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah i mean it's like i thought though i mean i think maybe it's maybe it's just meant to tell us that that Jaina's not as as we'll see later in the episode like not of a whole piece with this familial way of thinking because right. her first response to him is there's one respirator we can share it and both survive his is like nope sorry i have to murder you yeah and <laughs> And their father is like, nope, one of you has to die. But Jade is, again, like you said, she's like, we can go save him. Like, everyone can can be happy in, in this ending point. So it's it's interesting to me, and I wish we had a little more time to see how she got to be so different in that regard from her father and her brother. I mean, maybe we'll come back to it at some point. I, right. also, I think it's interesting. I th- and I think it's a big reason whatever that reason is that makes her different from them that that has her you know step in and and save Lyda sacrifice it although I'm not I have to admit I'm not quite sure what exactly it is that she is has traded for for Lyda other than her support in whatever the the Vex backed rebellion against the word of Rao is but that I don't know what that looks like yet so is isn't much at the moment. Well, I think for her, you know, and and what you see here is what's been ingrained in her mind is that, you know, they are loyal and they're loyal to Rao. You know, they're loyal to the voice of Rao and to the government. And so anything that would sort of betray that or betray that honor is considered like a great dishonor to her. And so mm-hmm. she has essentially just signed up to to overthrow the very entity that she has promised her, you know, dedicated her life to. And for her and the way she was grown up, that is like the greatest shame she could ever have is to sort of deny this, you know, it's a lie, you know, like she's not a liar. She's not a, um, you know, she's not going to go back on her word. And, you know, she gave her word to protect the voice of Rao. And now she's going to do that just to keep Lyda alive. Um, what I thought was, was amazing about it was I, I talk a lot about how this show looks and how I'm always really impressed with how like good it looks. No, it's a and, TV show. It looked, it looked like, it looked like HBO quality. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, it's, it's one of those things where like, and I'm like, no, no disrespect to sci-fi, but like they don't have a lot of money and a lot of their shows are not the best looking. Um, you know, or then they, you know, some of the shows try to do a lot with a little, but like, 
this show just looks so good. You know, I mean, some there are things on this show that I feel like look better than stuff on, like, the CW, which has more money than they do. Um, what I thought was amazing was the fight choreography between Jaina and her brother, um, both as children and as adults. And when you see it, when you watch it, so I've watched this episode, like, three times. When you see it back back to back, like, as they go from cut to cut, it's the same. So, like... These acts, the, the testament to the actors being able to do it, and then the choreographer to get them to do it that way, like, they're doing, like, the exact same things, and it looks so cool. That's awesome. I didn't, I didn't catch that, and that is amazing, actually. Yeah, like, it's really, really awesome, and it's, and I have to say, and I, I've said this before, but Anna Bomo, who plays Jaina, is, like, I am, like, floored by her every week. And this episode, she was phenomenal in. Just, you could see, just in her face, her facial expressions, the, the like, conflict and the anguish and everything that's going on as she's remembering her past and she's trying to decide what to do now. And, you know, even when she, when she makes the decision, when she tells Nyssa, like, yes, you know, and she's standing there in that room, that look on her face, like, it looks, she's just so shattered that she's just made this decision, but she can't bear to see her daughter die. And, like, she just did such an amazing job in this episode. I can't, I cannot say enough good things about her. 100% agreed. She manages to hold, like, so many conflicting things, like, within her sort of physical self. So, like, for so long. It's just, ugh, it's amazing. Because I actually thought, I actually found myself, I was like, there's no way this can happen. But I really was like, they're going to behead Lida. Like, <laughs> I was really, like, I was really afraid for a moment that they were going to go through with it because she just had such a, a warring with her self-expression on her face. And I was like, she's going to, she's going to hold fast to the whole, like, you know, because I think, I think that scene had come right after, like, another cut between, uh, another cut with a flashback about, how messed up the Zod family is. And I was like, well, she's just going to like fulfill her family's history of messed upness. And she's, she, they're just going to behead her, which I realize is like, for so many reasons, not feasible in the sense that like, she's the main character. She's got like some destiny stuff to work out later, but like I, they, they sold it to me. Yeah, you definitely, like, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, you know Lyda's a main character, and you kind of feel like there's no way they're going to kill her, but they sell it so well that you're like, maybe they are. Like, you really feel, like, the levity and the weight of that situation, and you're just like, am I about to lose Lyda? Like, is that, like, a real thing that's about to happen? And, and through all of them, I mean, and even just the suspense of, like, Darren waiting until like he's about to lob her head off to be like wait <laughs> hold on you know it's like dude you've been standing there for like a minute I like, couldn't say this like 30 seconds ago I know she is just a messy bench who lives for drama clearly um yeah I actually like was also really surprised and looking back on it I I guess I shouldn't be but I think it's an interesting choice on Jaina's part that her sort of sparring robot, she makes it look like her brother would look now. Mm. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, I mean, clearly she's still like carrying around some stuff about the whole 
you know, leaving, leaving her, leaving him for dead. Yeah. Die in the, in the wilderness. And she needs to go to a therapist or whatever the equivalent of that is on Krypton. But it was just such another like quiet admission that she's not, you know, the robot that she would sort of present herself as. Right. Because she could fight. I mean, she could just fight the robot looking like a robot. Right. And I think that that, that showcases that she's really been like carrying this with her, you know, and I, and I think that probably talks, you know, speaks a lot to who she is as a person and why she is the way she is, why she's so hard. You know, she left her brother for dead. And so it's one of those things where like, how do you compartmentalize that? And how do you keep going knowing that you left him to die? And part of that, you know, process for her is to be so hard and to be so rigid and to be unloving and just to sort of take, you know, what her role is, which is this, you know, upstanding citizen and, and you know, being so honorable and everything and just, and really just be nothing but that. And her release is being able to sort of work out whatever you know, in her, in, she internalizes with this, with this robot that looks like him. And, you know, I think that that's kind of what they were trying to show us is that, you know, she, she made this choice so long ago to leave her brother. Does she now make the same choice again and not save her daughter? And, and she doesn't make it, which is great. Like she, she chooses not to let her daughter die. But, like, I yeah. loved how they just showed you that back and forth, and you're seeing that, like, she made this choice this one time. Is she going to make the same choice again? And then she doesn't. Yeah, I get the sense that she sort of does, that she is so, so rigid in the sense of being a, these are the rules and this is what we do in an attempt to kind of make it worth it. You know, right. like, I like she's going to be the absolute best version of the person she's supposed to be because that makes her, you know, murdering a family member to get where she is worth it. If she is like the best possible Jaina. Right. And, you know, like if you're thinking about sort of the, the like verbiage from the beginning of the episode with her father, you know, is he's saying, you know, what makes a Zod? And he says, you know, you must place honor above all above love, above life and above family. So, you know, that's sort of like, you know, the, the line that she's been fed her whole life is that this is, this is the most important thing. And, you know, in order to, to like award herself being the best at that, she had to leave her brother to die. You know, she's putting everything above, you know, she's putting honor above everything, above her brother, above his life, above her love for him, just so that she can be, you know, she can uphold the Zod name. And, and, you know, she's sort of gone with that her whole life. Like, she's like, this is what my father told me. This is, how, you know, what it is. And she has this guilt that is like, you know, she sort of displaces. And you can get, you can kind of guess that she probably, like, took a lot of it out on Lyda as a kid. You know, you can tell that later on in the episode when she tells her, you know, you've, you've always been my greatest love, that that is the first time Lyda's ever heard that. Oh, yes. And it was like being punched in the stomach. Right, because she says you were my greatest love and now you're my greatest shame. So it was like you you give her this this moment of pure joy and happiness and 
literally just gut punched it three seconds later. How did Leda turn out so normal? <laughs> so I need to know who her father is because I'm like, <laughs> like he is so not like the rest of his family. Did with with this like a like a baby swap situation in the Matrix pod room or what? Because I don't I don't know where she she learned this this behavior because <laughs> it wasn't from anyone she's related to. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah, it's this like crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I would be interested to see flashbacks of Lyda's childhood. Oh, I bet it was horrible. I mean, I think we're both assuming that she's an only child. I don't, I don't know that she's ever mentioned any, any other family members besides her mother. And I can't imagine that Jaina would be like, all right, I've got two kids. Time for the annual family death match. <laughs> that just seems like her. I don't think Lyda had a um, had a murder one of her siblings. I, I hope not. Like, I really, I feel like that would change a person. You know what? I'm gonna say. You know what? I'm gonna say no. She's definitely an only child because I think when she she murders Quexel is the first time that. Uh, you know, she really shows her mother who, you know, that she can be just as fierce as her. Yeah. When she snaps necks. Those neck snapping zods. I mean, <laughs> I guess as signature moves go, at least it's memorable. But, <laughs> So she also has a really nice moment. Uh, Leda has a nice moment with Dev. I like Dev so much. <sighs> and it's like, oh. Uh, it's so sweet. They talk about when they first met, which they were obviously like teenagers or like young adults, like, and how he, I loved when he said, uh, says to her, like, I know, I never thought I would see anything so beautiful. And then I saw you and I'm like, oh, this is so sweet. He's so dreamy. So sweet. And I like that she, she told him that she loves him and like they kiss, even though, you know, it's probably one of those like you know, I love you, I'm not in love with you things. Yeah. Um, but it was still sweet. And, you know, she thinks she's going to die, so she probably figures, you know, like, let me not leave him hanging. Yeah, it did feel a little like a, like a, like a I'm about to die pity kiss. Right. I was into it anyway, so it was fine. Yeah, and it was, you know, you know it's funny, as I was talking um, to my friend Ryan about this last night, we were, like, DMing each other about the episode, and uh, we were saying how, like, I literally ship everybody with everybody. Like, everybody. And I was like... No. I'm like... I, and I think that that's a testament to, like, the writing. You know? Because a lot of times, there's always, like, that one character that you're kind of like, eh. You know? Or, like, they have to make somebody look bad to make somebody else look good. Mm -hmm. And I always hate that. And that's a thing that I... Why I hate love triangles. Because I'm always like, in a love triangle, somebody always looks like a jerk. Um... But, like, in this one, I'm just sort of like, I want everyone to love everyone. And I said to Ryan, I was like, I would totally be fine if this was, like, a polyamorous society. And, like, <laughs> they could just all love each other. Like, Lyda and Deb can have kids. And, like, Seg and Nissa can have their kids. But then, like, everybody could sleep with each other. And, like... <laughs> I was thinking, 
I was thinking during the episode, I was trying to think if, if they'd ever shown Dev meeting Nyssa, and I don't think they have, and I want that now. Mm. <laughs> when it, like, adds the quadrangle. Yes, I want I want that now, because I'm like, he's so nice, and she's not really nice, but I think that might work kind of as a thing. There's also a part of me that feels like Nyssa is in love with Lyda. Like, I feel like that's a misdirect. I feel like we're supposed to think she has a thing for Seg, but I don't think she does. I think she has a thing for Lyda, which I totally understand. I mean, all of them are in love with Lyda. I am in love with Lyda. It's fine. Um... <laughs> Like, there's a part of me that really thinks, because, like, even later on when she's listening, like, and she overhears, like, I don't know, there's a part of me that just feels like they're trying to make us think that it's about Seg, but I think it's more about Lyda. Because there's more of a precedence for her to know Lyda than there is for her to know Seg. And I also thought it was weird. I thought they, I don't know, like... I'm not anti-Seg and Nissa. I'm not anti any particular ship on the show. Because like you said, I think they. I think I could definitely get into like a four OTP kind of thing. But I did think it was weird that that when Nissa was talking to her father, at some point he made some, I don't even remember what he said, but it was some pointed comment about her doing something because she has feelings for Seg. And I'm like, Really? I mean, I actually would totally buy that that she develops feelings for him at some point, but I don't think that I, I, I just I just don't feel like we've had enough time for anything of that sort right. of level to develop between them. And it just it felt if the whatever the comment was, I wish I'd written it down. It just felt so oddly like she warned in to, to, you know, remind us that, like, look, love is messy. Everyone's relationships are messy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, OK. I've seen television before, thanks. Right. <laughs> well, it was funny because the thing that... Felt so unnecessary. The thing that, yeah, the thing that made us have this conversation about me being like, I when I suggested that it just be a polyamorous society and they just all be in love with each other, um, was we were talking, Ryan says to me, uh, I kind of, I kind of ship Adam and Seg. And it, I could totally see that. And it was it was that moment in the episode where he's like describing Seg to someone, and he's like, "Yay, hi, dreamy eyes, legs for days." And I was like, "Adam totally has a crush on Seg," and I'm like, "Of course. I mean, we all do. Like, I totally understand." <laughs> so I was like, "Yep, yeah, no, I'm on that ship too. I kind of love it. I kind of love all of it, and I want all of them to love each other." <laughs> I know it's really like it's 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 kind of nice actually in that I sort of just like happily am kind of multi shipping everything here and and I am not actively disliking any of it. It's yeah. an exciting and different place to be. Yeah, because most of the TV shows I watch do, are not like that. They like actively try to make you dislike one of the members of a triangle. Yeah. Usually the person in the middle of it, and I'm always like, why do either of you want this person? I'm confused. Um, yeah, but, and that's always been my argument for triangles and why I don't like them is typically the way they're written is that you have this person that's, you know, the, whatever the point of the triangle and they are waffling between two people and it always just sort of annoys me because it makes that person look like a terrible person, right? Because you just can't make a decision. And then it makes the other two people look like idiots because it's like, why do you want someone who can't decide if they just want to be with you and only you? 
And then there's always one person who is doing something sinister to get rid of the other person. And so it's making you look like a bad, like, it just makes everybody look bad, I feel like. Like, just everybody always looks horrible in them. You know, typically the way they're written. And a lot of times, like, the person in the middle is not even that exciting. So I'm always kind of like, I don't understand why you love this person. Like, I just don't, like... But this is not like that, and it's wonderful. Like, I'm just like, I will be happy ho with whoever these people end up with. I know, I just want them all to end up with someone. Yeah. I just don't want any of them to be, like, alone and sad. <laughs> That's all. That's all. <laughs> um, But, yeah, but speaking of, of uh, you know, since we're on this topic, the, the message that Seg leaves for Lyda. Aww. Aww. You are everything good in me. I, and, and and he says, you know, I love you. And I think that, you know, Lyda's getting lots of I love you's this episode. She's probably heard I love you now from three different people who have never said I love you to her before. I Because I also got the feeling that Seg had never said it to her before either. Right. Seg's never said it. I don't think Dev has ever said it. Her mother's never said it. So Lyda's feeling the love this week. I mean, I guess all you have to do is nearly die. <laughs> for everyone to be like oh by the way <laughs> oh and I only said it because I thought you were going to be like dead in 10 minutes oops but and then there is but there you know oh you know what there is a, a messy there is a messy uh relationship in this episode apparently Darren and Kolda are uh, are a thing what? which I was like ew <laughs> I, that actually felt just entirely too convenient. Like, they just threw that in there for the convenience of, like, giving them an out, which they probably did. And I just, I don't know, couldn't he have just blamed her without... Without saying? that, yeah. Without well, I guess that was supposed that? to give it some sort of, like, oh, look at this sacrifice I had to make that, you you know, and he says to Nissa, yeah. like, you forced me to do this kind of thing. I hate, I hate stuff like that because it's, like, it's making up, like, it's it sort of, like, add water emotional stakes. Like, yeah. I've never even seen you interact with this person. Right. Like, I don't care that she's dead. Really? I don't care I that don't you just care. made out for three seconds before you killed her. Like, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Like, it's just not interesting. Like, you guys, your relationship means nothing to me. I don't, I don't like it. Like, I think right. gross, frankly. And you just threw this in there to be like, well, now I'm going to make it, you know, it's, it's so sad for you that you had to kill your, I mean, I feel like even using the word girlfriend is a, <laughs> is a stretch. Right. No. Like. Yeah. I, that I, was like the one weird thing in it. Like I was like, I don't, this is weird and I don't care. Like I was like, you're an awful person. So. I mean, they're, you're both awful people. So I guess like be awful together, but. I, it was just so unnecessary. I'm like, why can't you just shift the blame for her on this and then, like, we just let it go and not this other mess. Ugh. Yeah. But, I mean, that also, I think, sort of um, shows you what type of person he is, too, because he, like, has her murdered. And then, like, fake crap about it. And then, like, yeah. like And then, like, makes it look like a fake suicide or whatever. And I'm just like, wow. Like, all right. <laughs> you know, as opposed to Jaina, who is saving someone's life in this episode, Darren is just, like, randomly, you know, murdering someone. I mean, I guess in, in some 
sense. Like, she seemed like a terrible person. So right. So, whatever. Someone, I guess, like, that was not the worst pick in the world. But... What's funny, too, is, like, the whole time I was watching this, so we, we don't revisit Brainiac at all this episode, or, uh, not Brainiac, the voice of Rao at all this episode, um, you know, and considering how it ended last week, the whole time I'm thinking to myself, like, this probably isn't going to matter anymore anyway, because he's just been infected by this thing, and I wonder if he even, like, remembers that he asked you to do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> he probably doesn't care anymore. Right, like, he's probably moved on at this point to whatever you know, his mission now is. So, like, all of this is probably for naught anyway. What's interesting is that I actually didn't even realize that until you just said it, that that we didn't, like, that that plot point is just, like, we just put a pin in that and left it. <laughs> well, because, I mean, so much went on in this episode that... Well, there's stuff happened, but I, that's, it's, I think, just a testament to, like, that the show is kind of exciting and fun to watch and that I, I honestly forgot that until right now. Yeah. <laughs> It was like it was funny because I was just like, oh, I guess we're not seeing that tonight. And I and I sort of and I know we've talked about this a little bit. I was just sort of like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, I <laughs> like it didn't really even like bother me that we didn't visit that because like there was just so much, so so much that I like it didn't even bother me that we didn't revisit it. I hope it gets visited next week. And I mean. It, I, it was in the teaser, so we will see that next week, but I won't spoil, I won't spoil specifically what's in the teaser, but he was in the teaser, so we will revisit that storyline next week. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say, I think, I think I had not, I'm trying to, like, rationalize, like, how did I not even wonder this while it was happening, and I think it's because I did not expect Seg to take so long, like, crossing the frozen tundra. Yeah. Meeting, meeting ice people. Like, I thought, I, I, I thought this would be, like, all of his other journeys outside the city, like, super quick, we'd get back to it, but he, he didn't, he didn't make it back for a variety of reasons. Yeah. Well, so this is interesting. So he goes out, right, and, like, sort of distracts them, so they go out into the, uh, the snow looking for him, and then he comes back inside. So then he, he finds, uh, I think her name is Rika. um this woman and he unties her and then she's like, I know a way out and leads him to the other big thing that happened this episode was that we discovered that there's a whole other, um, sect of, of like another religious order on Krypton, um, the Sithonites. And that was so cool. So their leader, she sort of looks like what's her face from the hunger games. Effie Trinket. Yes, I was like, yes, she's ready for the Hunger Games. Is this the lady who set up the... <laughs> set up Jaina and Vidar's, like... <laughs> I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> like, um, so this was... So what was interesting was when they first come down this little hallway and meet up with these people, there's this door that has the L and Zod sigils kind of together on it. And I was like, ooh, what is that? But then, like, we don't really have time. We don't have time for that because these people are like, you, you're an L. And Seg's like, oh, yes. And he's all excited because he thinks that's going to, like, get him out of trouble. And, like, no, actually, they hate you. <laughs> and I, like, I'm for torture. And he's like, oh, no, crap. Um, so that was interesting. And, you know, they have a, their own language. And, um... 
so he, you know, he asks this lady, you know, like, what's up? You know, like, what's the deal? Like, why do you guys, like, hate me? And, uh, so this is interesting. You know, she says, um, you have the power, the key to, or whatever she says, the power to destroy everything or, um, and she alludes that, like, the L's have done that before. And so you're like, like, what is she talking about? And, uh, we don't really get an answer. Um, but what I was thinking when I was watching the episode was I was like, oh, you know, maybe back in the, you know, the L's are responsible for putting the voice in power. Oh, wait, didn't we talk about that last week? Yeah, we did. We did. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe this is what it is. Maybe like there was some kind of like crusades and it was like these people versus the whatever you call the Rao people, the Raoists. I don't know. Um, and, you know, and the L's were, you know part of that whole, you know, thing. And, uh, you know, maybe they're the ones that ended up seating this guy who ultimately, you know, ends up executing Valel. Um, but yeah, that was really the only thing I could come up with as to like why they would be so like hispu at Segel. But I don't know. I wonder, <laughs> like, I was confused as to whether they were like the kind of like religious group that, I don't want to say cult, but it's more like prophecy based because I was like, maybe they can see the future and that's where the sigil comes from. I don't know. I was really like intrigued by them in the sense that ever since this show, this show started, I've, I kind of loved the like idea that there were other gods before, before Rao was, you know, the big, god in their society and now i'm like are there other sects of people living in caves worshiping different gods i want to see those people right but also i need i feel like every week i'm like i need this thing to be explained to me about how this this particular world works how are these people surviving in the frozen wasteland how right. like right. How are the, how is this? Are they vegetarians or there's some kind of like dark plant that grows? <laughs> are they, do they like sneak back into the city? Is there like another city they go to? I don't, I don't know because they were so like hardcore pushing the idea that like, you know, everything outside of Candor is like nothing. Well, that's a big lie apparently. And so what else is out there and how are these people surviving and what does their weird little society right. look like? Well, and you know what was weird and I thought to myself too as I was watching it is like, so I don't know that we're like that far away, you know, from the city. Um, well, I mean, I, mean, I guess we can't be if they walked there. Right. Or is, or is trying to walk back from there. Right. Um, and I mean, even if they are, you know, these, so this is, you know, the outlands. So this is where they go, you know, they send these scavengers and stuff. And... I'm like, okay, so there's all these little caves and stuff. And, you know, the Sagittarii and Candor have been looking for Black Zero. And I'm like, well, did you, you didn't go look in the caves? Like, how have these people not been found yet? I'm confused. <laughs> like, I was like, you didn't want to go check, like, the caves outside to look for this, like, terrorist organization? You know, like, Bin Laden was, like, holed up in some caves in Afghanistan. You know, like, this is what... <laughs> like... It's weird. Because... I don't, I don't know if it's just me, but I definitely have the feeling now that if this group of people can do it, there's going to be another group of people right. doing it somewhere else. And maybe they just didn't look that hard. But it doesn't, I don't, 
I don't think I'm supposed to be thinking about it this much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean... <laughs> and, you know, of course, there is always the whole, like, I mean, well, you know, the government is in charge of this operation. So, you know, there's always, you know, bureaucratic nonsense and, like, oh, you can't go here or there or... I just feel like you, you have no problem, like, roughing up, like, the poor people of the city, but yet you didn't go out and, like, look in, like, the caves outside. I know. I mean, if you were if you were a rogue <laughs> semi-terrorist organization, would you hang out in the city where people are looking for you? Or would you go to the caves where no one ever apparently looked? Right. <laughs> and again, I think this is one of those things that I was just thinking too much about, but... Those are the things that happen when you watch an episode multiple times and so you start like, you know what's coming, so you start thinking about other things in the episode and you're like, well, wait a minute, what about... I liked the, uh, I guess, should, should we get to like the big, the big thing? Um, yeah, probably. Because we've kind of talked about everything else. So I liked how like, you know, Seg passes out and he sees this light and, and you know, it's Lyda. And, but no, not really. Fake out. It's really... It's really creepy, Black Zero dude. And, uh, you know, Lyda shows up. Adam goes and gets her, you know, gives her the message. And, you know, they show up to, to rescue Seg. And then Lyda and this guy have this battle. Which was pretty cool. And then we find out that that is her son. Da, da, da. And I screamed at my TV. That was what I did. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> I was so shocked because I did not see that coming at all. I had totally convinced myself that he was Jaina's brother, left for dead, who was not in fact dead. Um, 100% convinced that that was what was going to happen. Floored by the fact, not only that it did not, but that it never even occurred to me that it would not. Yeah, it you know, and it's funny because we have we have a time traveler. A time, like we know that time travel exists. Like Adam is there, but it has never occurred to me that there would be another one, and that it would be that it would be General Zod. Like it just that just never occurred to me at any at any it point in time. Either <laughs> like. And you know what's funny? It was when I had the same thought when I was watching it that you did that it was her brother. But I kept telling myself, like, no, her brother has that one blue eye and he doesn't. But for some reason, I was going to science my explanation around, like, why that was her brother. And he was, like, I don't know, wearing contacts or something. I have no idea. But, like, that's totally who I thought that was. And I'm like, oh, this must be, like, the brother. This is going to be the brother. And then, like, when he, when he says, I'm your son, I just was, like, like, jaw drop, like oh my god what just happened what is going on what do you mean that's the end of the episode like yeah, that was a rude place to be like, I, I was just because i was thinking that the I, I think i've watched too many shows where this would be something they would actually do in that i saw i saw nobody of right. the of the brother, I figured that he. I figured it was going to be one of those things like this is what like Riverdale would do or the originals would do or whatever. Like he is not demonstrably like dead in front of me. That means that it's a Chekhov's gun situation, and right. he is definitely not dead. But 
which I guess could could still also be true, just not in this particular instance. Right. But I was convinced. I was like, they've been show they, this was such a big theme of this episode. He must be like back, but now he's gonna have to face off with Jaina. There would be an opposite sides again. Like, but no. Which I feel like the the imaginary story I made up in my head would have been a fine story, but this is is just a shocking story. I just wow. I was not ready. And I just was like, what does this mean? Like what what is going on? Like what I yeah, I didn't I yeah. I didn't see it coming and I and I mean I think that's you know, that speaks a lot to um you know, just the writing. I mean, it's just the way it's all been done. Like I I I'm normally one of those people that like people hate watching TV with me because I guess whatever the thing is like long before it happens. Um, like I remember when I watched Once Upon a Time, I used to watch it with my cousins and I like guessed all of the twists in that show and I'd be like, oh, that's going to be so-and-so or that's blah, 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 blah. And like, they'd be like, how do you know that? And then when it would happen, they'd be like, I don't understand how you figured that out. And I'm like, I watch too much TV. So I just like, I, I know all the tropes and I know all the storytelling devices and I can kind of see stuff coming, but like, I did not in any way, shape or form see this coming. Now, do we know that, well, I guess, I guess we don't know this because the only people who have talked about the children they will have in the future are Stag and, and Nyssa. So we don't know how many children Lyda is going to have. But I'm assuming she must also, she must also not only be an only child, but have an only child because of the necklace. Right. I mean, unless she puts her future children in the, the Zod Hunger Games as well. <laughs> to to get the necklace. <laughs> or maybe she just makes more than one necklace. I suppose that's possible. But she just makes a spare. That's true. Lyda seems like the one who'd be like, you know what, this seems silly over a necklace. Let me just make another one for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor Sengo. He spent this whole episode being like held hostage and <laughs> passing out and dying and now this. I was so excited though because last week we talked about I was like I really want to see him do some sciencing and it was like they heard me because he did some sciencing this week. Good had a science skills. Right. I'm like, well I want to see what he's so great and sciencey about, but he used the battery from his respirator to power his calm so that he could call Adam. And I was so excited. I was like, look at Sega's sciencing. I'm excited. <laughs> Although, I don't know how I feel about, I don't know how I would feel about having to rely on Adam to, like, save the day. He did a good job in the end, but it was a little rough there for a minute. I mean, I guess who else is he going to call, though? Yeah, I suppose that's true. I mean, Adam's probably the only person who knows, like, the Outlands a little bit because he goes back and, you know, they, they obviously, like, ride their bicycle back and forth to the fortress, so. Or however it is that they get there, because I'm still, I'm, that's still unclear to me. Other, I'm not clear on that either. <laughs> but, <laughs> and why did he say take their bike or whatever it is instead of walking? But fine. Well, he was kidnapped, remember? Oh, that's true. I right, guess he, right. I guess he 
he's kidnapped from the city and brought there by right by Zod. Right. If he wouldn't have a choice. In that right, way. right. But generally speaking, um, we don't know how they get to the fortress. But uh, oh, you know what? I can't. This has like really nothing to do with anything. But I cannot forget to mention the greatest line in the entire episode. Which was when Adam is, like, feverishly trying to figure out where Seg is. And Kem's like, no, no, it's fine. You know, he's just upset about Lyda. And Adam's all, like, in a tizzy. And he's like, well, what do you want me to do? Sit with, sit around with my thumb up my ass? And Kem's like, well, if you think that'll help. And then Adam, like, walks away. And Kem's just like, why would you put your thumb up your... And I was dying. It was so funny. I'm so... I love all those little moments where, like, Adam uses, like, you know, art idioms and like they don't get them they don't get it it's just hilarious I just that had it not had nothing to do with anything that happens in this episode but it was hysterical and I did not want to not mention it oh that is wow <laughs> I mean Adam had some of my favorite moments so there was that moment there's when he's describing Seg which I thought was hilarious because I was like yep yeah, that's probably how I'd describe him too dreamy eyes legs for days um and then there's a little more in the in the in the main plot this week. That was a nice change. Yeah, and uh, and then there was the thing in the locker room where he's like checking the guy out, which was hilarious too. Polyamorous planet. Polyamorous planet. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm all for it. I think it should be a thing. I think I endorse it. Listen, everybody. Then we don't have shipper wars, and this is the best TV show on. On the planet. <laughs> I know, because then you don't have to deal with the internet. And sorry, no offense to any of the shipper fans who may be listening. But like, shipper wars destroy TV shows. Particularly in like the social media aspect. There's nothing worse than like arguing with somebody on social media. Because you disagree about a couple. No, just read your fanfic and be happy. Oh, I'm going to have to see if there's fanfic for this show yet. I'm intrigued. Ooh. I haven't looked. I'm going to write the polyamorous fanfic. That's it. Yes. <laughs> every, everyone is having an orgy, <laughs> like, in in Nissa's apartment. <laughs> Maybe an episode we'll do during the hiatus. <laughs> Our fanfic wreck. Um, because I'm sure that they're out there. I can see, like, Dev coming in, like, all stoic and stuff, and they, like, try to get him to join in, and he's like, no, I'm, I'm good, thank you. Like, I'm, like I'm just here to speak with Lyda. I need to talk to her about something, like, he, like, doesn't want to... <laughs> I'm sorry, I just went off on a tangent. Anyway, um, back to the episode that we're actually discussing. No, I'm like, do we have, do we have anything else that we need to talk about before we talk about the teaser? Um, I mean, I, uh, one, one thing I, I did think of when I was watching it was I definitely think there's a possibility that the brother is alive and that he is a Sithonite. Um, cause if they're like these ice people that like hang out in the ice, um, you know, it's possible that they picked him up or he's just dead, you know? Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm overthinking this and he's just like sincerely dead, but clearly they know what to do for frozen people. I thought it was actually a really good, like bit of makeup when they found Seg and like the lower half of his face was like frozen over. Yeah. Ugh, it looks so horrible. But oh, mean, we didn't talk we, about Nissa's amazing wardrobe. I mean she has an amazing wardrobe every week, but this week she was in like a I loved yeah, I loved the outfit she had on. 
next fashion corner where we just like dissect our outfits because she had several that were just amazing this week. I don't know why no one else tries to like elevate their outfit game besides her because like everybody else is like here I am in my like boring uniform or whatever. <laughs> this is like okay, I've cut the sleeves off of it and it's got a V-neck and a cape. What? <laughs> I love her cape. All of I her love, capes. I love everything about all of her outfits. She's incredibly overdressed for virtually any situation, but I love it. It's fantastic. Even her dad, and maybe it's a Vex thing, because even her dad has, has some dramatic capes going on with his boring like uniform wear. Yeah. Oh, we had no Val Elvis episode. Oh, that's right. It's so, like, it's, I feel like I keep saying this, but it's so funny that I don't even remember the things that, that we didn't get this week that we've gotten in other episodes because it was just packed full of, of so much other stuff. So much good stuff. Yeah. No Val L, very little chem. Just really, I think that one scene, that one scene with Adam, I think was really... Yeah, no um, voice of Rao, no no movement on that on that plot line. I have to say, I did really love like how like concerned Adam was with like where Seg was, and I and I don't think it was just you know because of his mission and you know making sure that Superman is born. Like I think he really like generally like considers him a friend and was like worried like where did he go, and why is no one else concerned about this but me like. <laughs> I do enjoy Adam a lot. I really would like to see more of him. I feel like this episode did do the best job so far of actually sort of bringing him into the rest of the show instead of him being this pocket of like Superman is dying. Right. Corner. So I think that's a good step. Well, you know, it's funny. We haven't seen the cape since the first episode. Real? Oh, the first episode, really? I think, or maybe the second episode. But it's been a while. But, like, yeah, yeah. They, like, never... I don't even... Like, they don't ever mention it. Which is fine. I mean, whatever. Um, Shouldn't we check in on how much... <laughs> how's the cape doing? It's, it's still there. How much did we F up <laughs> the timeline? You know, Mark, it'll be... It'll I be always get that picture of his family in Back to the Future. Right. I mean, it'll be really interesting to see sort of... You know, we've talked about this a bunch, but, like you know, the longer that Adam is there and now that, you know, Zod is there and, you know, what does that do to the timeline? We not talking about the teaser until... <laughs> until right. But it's like, what does that do to time now? You know, because it's, it's one of those things, you know, any time travel show that you watch, you know, the longer that, like, a person who's not supposed to be there is there and interacting with everybody, it's going to change something. And so it's like, how much is Adam being there going to affect, you know, what ends up happening in the future. It's, it's like super interesting. Yeah, and you know what also occurred to me randomly? Like the whole sometimes part of the time travel story is that the person who is the time traveler like it can't go home. Right. Like the end of their story is in the place that they time travel to. So I think I think there's a really decent chance that even if, you know, Adam, quote, fixes everything, like, he st 
still won't, he won't be able to go back. Right. Like he'll, he'll have to be Kryptonian. Right. Well, I think we, and I think we talked about this in the, in like our very first episode was, you know, what are the rules of time travel here on this show? Because the rules of time travel are different. You know, if you're, if you watch or read or whatever, something like Outlander, like that's part of her destiny her life is to go back in time and, and be with Jamie. Like that's part of her story. So it's like, is this part of the story? And I think I talked about this, like time being a loop. Is this all what is supposed to happen? Like, does this does this pattern of events always happen this way? Like, is this just part of time? Is the time travel part of how things are supposed to go? Ugh, it gives me a headache. Like, Tiny why me? <laughs> I watch a lot of Doctor Who, but as much as I love Doctor Who, they completely, like, ignore and or <laughs> rewrite their own internal logic about the rules of time travel <laughs> pretty much all the time. So <laughs> I, I don't know, but it, it makes my head hurt if I think about it. Oh yeah. So I, I, I think we, cause I just love suffering. I'm like, I kind of like the idea that Adam is, is, is stuck there now. Yeah. I mean, also just cause I love Adam and I, and I love Sean Sippo, so I don't want him to leave the show. Um, <laughs> so I guess we, I think we've talked pretty much about everything. Um, we can move on to the uh, to the teaser. We don't have any emails or anything this week to go over. Yeah. Um. So we don't. So we have no feedback to discuss this week. Uh. We can. Should we do like a closing and then talk about the teaser? Um. Uh, let's just talk about the teaser. Okay. So you've been forewarned. We're gonna talk about the teaser. If you don't want to hear about the teaser, deuce out. All of our links will be in the show notes. If you want to hear about the teaser, we're going to talk about it. Last chance. Talking about it. Going to talk about it. And now. So. <laughs> so holy, holy oh my god. <laughs> Doomsday is behind the door. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe they just put it in the teaser like that. What? So when I'm watching the episode, I was like, I was shell-shocked at the end of the episode because you get that big reveal at the end that, like, he's her son. And then literally 30 seconds later, you see that teaser, and I was like, overload of information right now just occurred. And, like, I don't know what to do with all of this stuff. I'm screaming about the fact that he's General Zod. But, oh my god, next week. And, oh my god, next week. <laughs> like... So much. Everything is <laughs> happening so much. So, I... yeah, so we got to see, so Rao, so we see Rao and Brainiac, like, in full regalia. Brainiac in his full outfit in the teaser. It also looked like Brainiac was the voice of Rao. Yeah, I think that's sort of maybe what's happening, because he's like, I'm here to save you. And I'm like, wait, what? So I'm like, so we see that in the teaser. We see uh, General Zod talking about the fact that, like, Krypton's going to blow up, and that's why he's there to save the planet. And then you see that, like, Seg and Adam have some sort of, anger thing happening and Adam's like yeah like sorry I left that out and Seg is pissed um and like oh my god behind the door is Doomsday I just like I cannot believe that Doomsday is a thing that is happening next week oh. there are still four episodes 
There were four episodes and we're about to see Doomsday next week. What? <laughs> There's just, I, I just can't, I mean, I know that like teasers are supposed to get you to watch, but I'm like, damn, that is a lot of, of stuff to just put out there in a promo. I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm used to like the AMC style Mad Men sorts of promos that are like just a bunch of clips that Vague. are put together. <laughs> Vague alert. <laughs> yeah, that, like, don't say anything or do anything. And this was like, all right, boom. Well, it also, um, it also makes me think, like, what else is going to be in this episode? Because, like, typically their teasers are, are not all revealing. So I'm like, what else happens in this episode if you reveal that stuff in the teaser? <laughs> like, I just can't, um, I can't even wrap my head around, around all of the ways that this like changes stuff. Like I didn't think that there were to be like, Oh yeah, he's just general Zod. That's surprise. Now what? Ha ha. Like I, I, cause again, another thing I just did not <laughs> expect to happen. I don't know why the show just lulls me into this sense that I should believe whatever it's, it's it's telling me or or just assume that it's it's the obvious answer to anything because I'm like oh well of course it's her son she just has you know like another random son why would I think that I don't know <laughs> but I'm like yeah this is just some other person and the and the shock of it is in his relationship to her, not his relationship to literally everything else. Right. But no, it's everything else. It's everything else. It's just, it's just like, I was like, Oh my God, like what is, what is happening right now? But so I guess, so what I've been thinking about since seeing the teaser is, so I guess like the Sithonites have been guarding doomsday. Like, and that's the thing that they're trying to, like, not tell Seg about and, um, you know, why he has the power. I'm assuming that you need a Zod and an L to open the door. And, it you know, it makes sense. Um, and so that's We're probably why they, they... A child of a Zod and an L, back to our, like, <laughs> back to our secret family theory. Yeah. I'm just like, oh my god, what is happening right now? <laughs> it was just like this overload of like, it's like, you know, like little kids who like, there's just like, like a little babies who like, there's like way too much like, you know, stimulation just coming at them all at once. Like that was kind of how I felt. Like I was like, oh my god, there's way too much information to process right now. What did I, what just happened? Like, what did I just watch? And then I had to watch the teaser like four times because I was like, I feel like I'm missing something. I cannot believe what I'm watching. Like, it was just, yeah. I don't. And, like, it's just crazy because this whole time, so for five episodes, we've thought we've been watching this show about stopping Brainiac. And now I'm like, that is not the show I'm watching at all. And it's, like, amazing. And I love it. Like, I love that it's, like, this complete, like, twisted my mind around, like, it's great. It's very rare that shows can do that and stuff anymore. 
I know, and it's not like the brain, as we clearly see in the teaser, like, since we actually see Brainiac, like, in full for the first time, like, that part of the story's not going away, but now there's just all this other stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just like floored. Like, I'm like, oh my God. And then, and I, and I keep thinking about the fact that like, yeah, there's still four episodes. So even whatever happens next week, like there's still, I don't know. I'm sorry. There's still five episodes. So like, there's still four episodes after that. Right. Am I doing math right? Six, seven, eight, nine. Eight. Yes. So <laughs> yeah, this was, this was episode five. Right. This is episode five. So after episode six, there's still four more episodes. And I'm just like, what is happening? Like, what is going on? Like, I just, like, I can't imagine what's going to happen in those other episodes. Like, I just, I'm like, where, I have no idea where this is going. And I love it. Like, I love that I have no idea where it's going. I know, it's so, and, it, and the, the fact that it's so clearly willing to, like, mess with your head a little bit is, frustrating as heck because I'm usually better at, at reading TV shows than this but also kind of exciting it's like oh we know you thought this is what's going to happen guess what it's not yeah it's yeah. like I, I just I'm like floored and I can't I can't wait to see what happens like as soon as the episode was over I was like I need to see next week's episode right now like I mean, it was, I mean, it was almost cruel to, like, show us that teaser. Like, the ending of the episode was kind of, was, was kind of enough on its own. And then they were like, and here's more stuff. Although I do wonder, it said in the coming weeks. So I'm not sure that all of that stuff is going to happen next week, but it might. Hmm. I don't know. Because I always, like, the phrasing of that kind of stuff is always weird to me. But also, like, I can't imagine it would be that far down the road, because, like, why show why show me now? Right. Yeah, I don't know why you would, like, tease that and then not show me. But maybe. I'm just, like, so, like, but, and it's funny because I'm as intrigued as I am about, like, the whole Doomsday of it all. I'm also, like, intrigued for, like, the small moment of, like, Lyda reacting to meeting her son. Oh, yeah. And Seg reacting to meeting Lyda's son. And, like... <laughs> I'm actually much more excited about that stuff than I am about the the Doomsday stuff. Partially because I, I am not as well-versed in, in all the various comics iterations of this as I expect some people are, so I'm kind of here for the relationship stuff, first and foremost, but mostly just because, you know, I love Lyda, and I want to see what... I want to see her just react to this. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, like, I also can't think about this too much in terms of, like, the time travel thing again. I'm like, how does that work? <laughs> like, talk about changing the timeline. What are you doing? Like, how do you go back? Yeah. And, and do they have the same, like, does General Zod have his data beam, too? Like, how did he get here? Like, what's his method of time travel? And then, like, I need to know, like, where Adam, like, really got this information from. Or is it just that, like, Adam was told there's, like, some sort of anomaly. Like, and he just assumed it was Brainiac? Is, like, that... 
seemed like it would be. Yeah, like it was just like, oh, this something is gonna happen, and you know, it's like sort of on Legends of Tomorrow, like, oh, there's an anachronism here in history, so we have to go figure out what it is. Like, I feel like Adam was just told that like there was something wrong in history, and he had to go back. And he just assumed it was, like, the Brainiac thing, and now maybe it's it's the Zod thing. And I'm just like, I don't even know what show I'm watching, and this is amazing. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's just so well written. And I feel like I'm, like, just taken aback by it every week, and it's great. I am excited... I mean, cause it, and I think part of it is that it does have such a shorter season than a lot of things. It, it just feels so nonstop in every, in every aspect. But I'm like, there's no boring filler. There's no downtime. There's no just like everything is there because it needs to be there to tell this story. Not because we need to, you know, take 15 minutes and go visit the ice people. Right. <laughs> I'm like, what is their name again? I keep forgetting. It's like, Sithi Sith I keep wanting to call them like Scythians. And I'm like, that's probably not it. Ugh, I need to take better notes during episodes. <laughs> or not spell things phonetically, which is another problem that I have. I'm like, I don't know what this is supposed to be. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I feel like maybe we should make like, like a big prediction. Like, just take a wild guess at, like, the craziest thing we could think of that would happen. Although I feel like we've been pushing kind of the craziest thing, like, in our weird theory all year that there's a, that there's a L-Zod offspring somewhere. <laughs> oh, it's so nice to, it's so, it's so nice to just be genuinely surprised by something. It doesn't happen that often. And like I said, I watch a lot of TV, too, and, and there are certain kind of patterns that you right. learn to see after You learn to, to recognize them. And so it's really okay. always exciting when somebody can, can sort of surprise you that way. You're like, I have no idea what's going on, and it's awesome. I cannot wait to see where this is all going. I know, because there's so many other things to fit in here. There's the Brainiac thing. There's, like, the, the Vexes trying to overthrow the Voice of Brow thing. There's... The mess that is the House of Zod generally before all of this. <laughs> and I feel like the um the like Brainiac, you know, Vex Voice of Rao, Jaina thing is going to exist as like a separate storyline. You know, like I don't see them necessarily being brought into this whole I mean maybe at some point they will be, but like for the immediate future of like next week. Like I think they're gonna remain like two separate storylines and so you know the, the the two things that remain interesting will still will still be there. Like I, th I think that that whole like the political stuff will still be there. Yeah, because the other thing in the teaser that I thought was I couldn't quite figure out what was going on, possibly because my brain had been melted by other things, was <laughs> wherever like the little the little bit with Nissa wearing a a not fabulous leather outfit, but like a like a scarf kind of hidden looking sort of outfit like and the woman in the preview was like you don't know where you come from or you know. oh yeah I was like is that her mom or I completely forgot that was even in the teaser because there was so many things in the teaser <laughs> well you know I'm like 
highly attuned for all all things Nyssa at all times. And I I had assumed this woman was like some I don't know why. But I was like this woman is some kind of priestess or something. But I have no zero Oh yeah, I mean no clue. Like I have no basis for that other than like it sort of that's what it felt like in the moment, but yeah, what is what is all of that about? I I cannot wait to find out. And I'm going to be, like, super sad when we're on episode 10 and the show is over and I have to wait an entire year for it to come back. Yeah, right. Could Sci-Fi maybe tell us that it's renewed? That would make me feel great, too. I will be devastated if this is, like, the end and I don't get another season of this show. I know. It's so good. I'm just, I'm behaving as though they're they're going to give it another season. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, the ratings That's are good I and, yeah. yeah. And it has a lot of, um, you know, it has a huge social media presence and, you know, the cast and everything have been like all over the place, especially this week because, um, oh, we didn't like, we didn't like happy anniversary, 80th birthday, whatever, Superman. Oh, right. So like this week has been a really big deal because it's, uh, you know, 80 years that Superman and Lois have been, you know, part of our lives. And Lois, key. And Lois. It is not just Superman's anniversary. It is also Lois's. Um, 80 years with the, with the Man of Steel. Yeah. And so it's so crazy that this episode actually was like, that we see, we get General Zod and, you know, in this episode, it was like, wow, like this week of all weeks, you know, it was pretty cool. Happy 80th birthday, Superman. Thanks for being awesome and still giving us a show to talk about all this all this fun later. stuff. All right, what is um? Do we know what next week's episode is called? Civil Wars. Ooh, that sounds dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> Although honestly, like I feel like prior to this episode, I would have felt like I could take a guess at what that was about. But now I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I have, I have no idea. It's a little less on the nose than House of Zod, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, well, I think I think now that we have basically just made a lot of excited sounds about the teaser for next week, we are probably about ready to wrap up. Did we forget? Did we forget anything that we wanted to talk about? I don't, I don't think so. Okay. We're good. Well, I hope everyone joins us next week when we are certain to have a lot of equally, um, you know, nonverbal things to say and noises to make after whatever insane thing happens next week. Um, but in the meantime, Michelle, tell them where they can find you on social media. And um, it. On social media, you can follow me on Twitter at Mimi C 1019. That's M I M I C 1019, um, where I am yelling about all kinds of things. Um, all of the TV shows that I watch, you may find me talking a lot about General Hospital. I apologize. Um, but uh, um, you can also read my writing where I recap Krypton as well as Riverdale and other stuff at TV Source Magazine. And I do host another podcast. It's called Hashtag TV Geek where we talk about all different types of geeky, wonderful things. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm Lacey MB on pretty much all social media related places. Uh, it's L-A-C-Y-M-B. Super original, I realize. It was my AIM, my AIM screen name back in the day. Uh, I am also writing about 
Doctor Who over at Culturist, and I've also started covering Killing Eve, which is my new favorite obsession lady spy killer drama thing. And I recap The Flash at Telltale TV, which is just a whole nother level of me yelling about stuff this season. It's just been kind of a mess. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I spend most of my time talking about a bunch of random, mostly television-related things on Twitter, so please come say hi. I love making friends. And as for the podcast, you can follow us on social media at Krypton Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. You can visit kryptonpodcast.com for all the latest news, photos, trailers, descriptions, and more about Krypton, along with all the latest episodes of our podcast. Uh, if you have questions, thoughts, if you want to just make nonverbal sounds about how exciting the future of this series looks now, shoot us an email at kryptonpodcast at gmail.com. We'll read them on the podcast. We'll yell with you. We like doing it. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. And while you're on iTunes, hit us up with some five-star reviews because we would just really appreciate the support. We took over this podcast this season, and most of the reviews there are not about us, so we would really like to know what people think of the job we're doing. If there's something you think we should be talking about that we're not, or if you think we're talking too much about something you hate, tell us. We love hearing from pretty much everyone. And finally, you can follow the entire DC Podcast Network, featuring podcasts for Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie, Black Lightning, the classic DTV, DC TV shows, and upcoming Titan show at dctvpodcast.com. We're on social media at dctvpodcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can subscribe to our mega feed on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. And we will see you next week for what I am sure will be another mind-blowing episode. Bye! Bye! Bye!